0: Section 16 of the Shaving of Shagpat. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Michelle. The Shaving of Shagpat by George Meredith, Chapter 11, Part 2. Now on summer eve, as Raveloe keept rested, under the shade of his garden palm and I studied beside him great volumes of magic. It happened that after I had read certain pages, I closed one of the books marked on the cover, Aleph, and shut the clasp louder than I intended, so that he who was dozing started up, and his head was in the sloped sun in an instant, and I observed the shadow of his head lengthen out along the grass-plot towards the mossed wall, and it shot up the wall, darkening it. Then, drawing back and lessening, then darting forth like a beast of darkness irritable for prey i was troubled for whatso is seen while the volume aliph is in use hath a portent but the discovery of what this might be baffled me so i determined to watch events and it was not many days ere avaloki who was the leader of the armies of the king of old was called forth to subdue certain revolted tributaries of the king and at my entreaty took me with him AND I SAW BATTLES AND ENCOUNTERS LASTING A DAY'S LENGTH, ONCE WE WERE ENCAMPED IN A FRUITFUL COUNTRY BY A BROOK RUNNING WITH A BRIGHT EYE BETWEEN GREEN BANKS, AND I THAT HAD FREEDOM IN THE PASSWORD OF THE CAMP WANDERED DOWN TO IT, AND REFRESHED MY FOREHEAD IN THE COOLNESS. SO, AS I LOOKED UNDER THE FALLING DROPS, lo, ON THE OPPOSITE BANK THE OLD BEGGAR THAT HAD GIVEN ME SUCH FAIR RETURN FOR MY ALMS, AND cabdrab HIS HUNT, I HEARD HIM CALL, this night is the key to the mystery and he was gone every incantation i uttered was insufficient to bring him back surely i hurried to the tents and took no sleep watching zealously by the tent of ravaloki crouched in his shadow about the time of the setting of the moon i heard footsteps approach the tent within the circle of the guard and it was a youth that held in his hand naked steel when he was by the threshold of the tent i rose before him and beheld the favourite of ravaloki even the youth he had destined to espouse me so i reproached him and he wept denying not the intention he had to assassinate ravaloki and when his soul was softened he confessed to me twas that i might win the princess gorgelka and she urged me to it promising the king would promote me to the vacant post of ravaloki then i said to him lovest thou and he answered yea though i know my doom in loving her and that it will be the doom of them now piping to her pleasure and denied the privilege of laughter so i thought "O oh, cruel sorceress the birds are men and as i mused my breast melted with pity at their desire to laugh and the little restraint they had upon themselves notwithstanding her harshness for could they think of their changed condition and folly without laughter and the folly that sent them fresh mates in misery was indeed matter for laughter, fed to fullness by the constant meditation on the perch. Meantime I encharmed the youth and bade him retire quickly, but as he was going he said, Beware of the genie Karatz. Then I held him back, and after a parley he told me what he had heard the princess say, and it was that Karatz had seen me, and sworn to possess me for my beauty. Strangely smiled Gorgalka when she spake that said he now the city of all fronts the sea and behind it is a mountain and a wood there the king met ravaloki on his return victorious over the rebels so to escape the eye of the king i parted with ravaloki and sought to enter the city by a circuitous way but the paths wound about and zigzag and my slaves suffered nightfall to surprise us in the entanglements of the wood i sent them in different directions to strike into the main path retaining cobb at the bridle of my mule but that creature now began to address me in a familiar tone and he said something of love for me that enraged me so i hit him a blow and then came from him sounds like the neighing of mares and lo he seized me and rose with me in the air and i thought the very heavens are opening to that black beast when on a sudden he paused and shot down with me from the heights of the starters to the mouth of a cavern by the putrid sea and dragged me into a cavern greatly illuminated hung like a palace chamber and supported on pillars of shining jasper then i fell upon the floor in a swoon and awaking saw Kabdarab no longer but in his place a genie o my soul thou hast seen him i thought at once tis keratz and when he said to me this is thy abode o lady and i he that have sworn to possess thee from the hour i saw thee in the chamber of gorgelka then was i certain twas Kratz, so collecting the strength of my soul i said in the words of the poet woo not a heart preoccupied but thorn is like a loathing bride mark ye the shrubs how they turn from the seed, the sea's rough whispers shun but like the sun of heaven be and every flower will open wide woo with the shining patience we beheld in heaven's sun then he sang exquisite lady name the smart that fills thy heart thou art the foot and i the worm prescribe the term finding him compliant i said o oh, great genie truly this search of my life has been to discover him that is my father and how i was left in the wilderness there is no peace for me no understanding the word of love till i hear by whom i was left a babe on the bosom of a dead mother he exclaimed and his eyes twinkled tis that that thou shalt know in a span of time o my mistress hast thou seen the birds of gorgelka thy father freschnovat is among them perched like a bird so i cried and tell me how he may be disenchanted he said swear first to be mine unreluctantly then i said what is thy oath he answered i swear when i swear by the identical thereupon i questioned him concerning the identical what it was, and he, not suspecting, revealed to me the mighty hair in his head, now in the head of Shagbat, even that. So I swore by that to give myself to the possessor of the identical, and flattered him, and said he, O lovely damsel, I am truly one of the most powerful of the genie. Yet am I in bondage to that sorceress Golgalka by reason of a ring she holdeth. And could I get that ring from her and be slave to nothing mortal an hour? I could light creation as a torch, and broil the inhabitants of earth at one fire. I thought, that ring is known to me. And he continued, Surely I cannot assist thee in this work, other than by revealing the means of this enchantment. And it is to keep the birds laughing uninterruptedly an hour. Then are they men again, and take the forms of men that are laughers. I know not why. So I cried, 'Tis well, carry me back to all... then the genie lifted me in the air and ceased not speeding rapidly through it till i was on the roof of the house of ravaloki Oh, sweet youth moon of my soul from that time to the disenchantment of Freshnavat, i pored over my books trying experiments in magic dreadful ones hunting for talismans to countervail Gorgelka, but her power was great and twas not in me to get her away from the birds one hour to free them on a certain occasion I had stolen to them, and kept them laughing with the stories of man to within an instant of the hour, and they were laughing exultantly with the easy happy laugh for them that perceived deliverance sure. When he burst in and beat them, even to the door of death. I saw two in her eyes that glowed like the eyes of wildcats in the dark. She suspected me, and I called Allah to aid the just cause against the sinful, and prepared to war with her now in my desire which was to liberate my father and his fellows in tribulation i knew pure and had no fear of the sequel as is declared fear not so much as fear itself for armed with fear the foe finds passage to the vital part and strikes the double blow so one day as i leaned from my casement looking on the garden seaward i saw a strange red and yellow feathered bird that flew to the branch of a citron tree opposite with a ring in its beak and the bird was singing and with every note the ring dropped from its bill and descended swiftly and an arrowy slant downward and seized it ere it reached the ground and commenced singing afresh when i had marked this to happen many times i thought how like this bird to an innocent soul possessed of magic and using its powers lo it seeketh still to sing as one of the careless and cannot relinquish the ring and be as the careless and between the two there is neither peace for it nor pleasure now while my eyes were on the pretty bird dwelling on it i saw it struck suddenly by an arrow beneath the left wing and the bird fluttered to my bosom and wrapped in it the ring from its beak then it sprang weakly and sought to fly it soar and fluttered but a blue film lodged over its eyes and its panting was quickly ended so i looked at the ring and knew it for the one i had noted on the finger of Gelka, red blush my bliss and twas revealed to me that the bird was of the birds of the princess that had escaped from her with the ring i buried the bird weeping for it and flew to my books and as i read a glow stole over me o oh, my betrothed eyes of my soul i read the possessor of that ring was mistress of the marvellous hair which is a magnet to the homage of men so that they crowd and rush and hunger to adore it even the identical this was the power that peopled the ivory of gorgelka and had well-nigh conquered all the resistance of my craft now as i read there rose a hubbub and noise in the outer court and shrieks of slaves the noise approached with rapid strides, and before i could close my books gorgelka burst in upon me crying none non!" wild and haggard was her head and she rushed to my books and saw them open at the sign of the ring and then began our combat she menaced me as never mortal was menaced rapid lightning flashes were her transformations and she was a serpent a scorpion a lizard a lioness in succession but i leapt perpetually into fresh rings of fire and of witched water and at the fiftieth transformation she fell on the floor exhausted a shuddering heap seeing that i ran from her to the aviary in her palace and hurried over a story of men to the birds that rocked them on their perches with chestquakes of irresistible laughter i flew back to the princess and she still puffing on the floor commenced wheedling and begging the ring of me stinting no promises at last she cried girl what is this ring to thee without beauty thy beauty is in my keeping and i exclaimed how how smitten to the soul she answered yea and i can wear it as my own adding to it my own when thou art a hag my betrothed i was on the verge of giving her the ring for this secret when a violent remote laughter filled the inner hollow of my ears and it increased till the princess heard it and now the light of my casement was darkened with birds the birds of gorgelka laughing as on a wind of laughter so i opened to them and they darted in laughing all of them till i could hold out no longer and the infection of laughter seized me and i rolled with it and the princess she laughed too a hyena laugh under a cat's grin and we all of us remained in this way some minutes laughing the breath out of our bodies as if death would take us whoso in the city of ulb heard us the slaves the people and the king laughed knowing not the cause this day it is still remembered at ulb as a day of laughter now as the stroke of the hour the laughter ceased and i saw in the chamber a crowd of youths and elders of various ranks but their visages were become long and solemn as that of them that have seen a dark experience tis certain they laughed a little in their lives from that time and the muscles of their cheeks had rest, so i cut down my veil and cried to the princess my father is among these point him out to me ere she replied one stepeth forth even freshen to my father and called me by name and knew me by a spot on the left arm and made himself known to me and told me the story of my dead mother how she had missed her way from the caravan in the desert and he searching for her was set upon by the robbers and borne on their expeditions nothing said he of the sorceries of gorgelka and i not wishing to provoke the princess suffered his dread to exist so i kissed him and bowed my head to him and she fled from the sight of innocent happiness then i took the ring summoned Karatz, and ordered him to reinstate those princes and chiefs and officers in their possessions and powers on what part of the earth whatsoever that might be never till i stood as the lily and thy voice sweetened the name of love in my ears heard i aught of delicate delightfulness like the sound of their gratitude many wooed me to let them stay by me and guard me and do service all their lives to me but this i would not allow and though they were fair as moons some of them i responded not to their soft glances speaking calmly the word of farewell for i was burdened with other thoughts now when the genie had done my bidding he returned to me joyfully my soul sickened to think of myself as his by a promise, but I revolved the words of my promise, and saw in them a loophole of escape, so when he claimed me I said Aye, I lay thy head in my lap as if my mind treasured it. And then he lay there and revealed to me his plans for the destruction of men. Or said he, they should be our slaves and burdened beasts. "'for there is no restraint on me now "'that thou art mistress of the ring and mine.' "'Thereupon his imagination swelled, "'and he saw his evil will enthroned, "'and the hopes of men beneath his heel crying.' "'And the more I crush them, the thicker they crowd, "'for the identical is their very souls "'to adore in spite of distaste.' "'Then,' said I, "'tell me, O genie, "'is the identical subservient to me "'in another head save thine?' "'He answered, "'Nay.' In another head tis a counteraction to the power of the ring the ring powerless over it and i said must it live in a head the identical cried he woe to what else holdeth it i whispered in his hairy pointed red ear sleep sleep and lulled him with a song and he slept being weary with my commissioning then i bade fresh about my father fetch me one of my books of magic and read in it of the discovery of the identical by means of the ring and i took the ring and hung it on a hair from my own head over the head of the genie and saw one of the thin lines begin to twist and dart and wreathe and shift lustres as a creature in anguish so i put the ring on my forefinger and turned the hair round and round it and tugged lo with a noise that stunned me the hair came out oh my betrothed what shrieks and roars were those with which the genie awoke finding himself bare of the identical i heard them and the sea foamed like the mouth of madness, as a genie sped thunder-like over it, following me in mid-air. Such a flight that it was! Now I found it is not possible to hold identical, for it twisted and stung, and was nigh slipping from me while I flew. I saw white on a corner of the desert, a city, and I descended on it, by the shop of a clothier that sat, quietly by his goods and stuffs, taking a fate less than that of kebabs and stews and rare seasonings. That city now hath his name, well uh, had i not then sewn in his head that hair which he weareth yet how had i escaped kratz and met thee wonders are the decrees of providence praise be to allah for them for the genie when he found himself baffled by me and shagpat with the mighty hair in his head the identical he yelled and fetched shagpat a slap that sent him into the middle of the street but khansa screamed after him and there was immediately such a lamentation in the city about shagpat and such tearing of hair about him that i perceived at once the virtue that was in the identical as for karatz finding his claim as possessor of the identical no more valid he vanished and has been my rebellious slave since till thou o my betrothed madest to me spend him in the curing of thy folly on the horse garavan and he escaped from my circles beyond the dominion of the ring yet had he his revenge for i that with keep of the lily had i now learned ruefully a bond of beauty with it and whatever was a stain to one withered the other then that sorceress gourd stole my beauty from me by sprinkling a blight on the petals of that fair flower and i became as thou first sawest me but what am i as i now am blissful blissful surely i grew humble in the loss of beauty and by humility wise so that i assisted freshnabot to become vizier by the ring and watched for thy coming to shave shake as a star watches for tis written a barber alone shall be the shearer of the identical and he only my betrothed has power to plant it in achilles where it groweth as a pillar bringing due reverence to achilles End of chapter Eleven.